Thanks to the City of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Soul Dive with Lydia, Rashani and AD on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Myself and Lydia are flying solo today. AD can't be here um, this morning, but we are sending her lots and lots of love. Lydia, how are you this morning? Hello, hello, everyone. I am good. I'm well. Good. Um, yeah, I'm just, I was just telling Rashani off air that I don't think I can drink full cream milk anymore. I think it's official. <laughs> oh, we've made it official, guys. Someone's lactose intolerant. It, oh, it's so annoying because last night I reconnected to a childhood um, love of mine, which is Milo. Oh. As usual, put heaps of scoops inside mm-hmm. and then yeah. I've dunked that milk in because Milo's the best with full cream milk. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You're going to have the full fat. Yeah. Yep. And, and I really enjoyed it. Like, don't get that twisted. <laughs> but this morning I woke up and I'm like, mm, you know, maybe. About maybe that Milo. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, oh, it sucks. Oh, that's no good. But um, I, as a fellow lactose intolerant person, um, <laughs> you know, Milo tastes great with um, soy milk or almond milk or any alternative. So um, okay, we don't have to miss out on that Milo. Okay. Okay. I do like <laughs> almond milk. So maybe I should try it mm. out. Um, yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah, it's weird. Um, we were kind of chatting about how like it's so common for people to to have an intolerance to to milk or lactose nowadays, um, which is so weird. It's like, what's changed? It's so funny because I actually looked it, into this, and apparently we have a sort of enzyme or something. I might not be saying the right term in our in yep. our stomachs that break down the lactose, mm. and as you grow older, you naturally lose like those um, enzymes. So that's why right. kids can handle um a lot of milk because yeah. they have it. And so right. they can break it down. But um, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, science lessons with Lydia and Rashani this morning. <laughs> Wait, don't quote me, guys. Do your research. We don't know. Enzymes, it sounds right. So let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so um, over the last couple of weeks, we've kind of focused on um, all things crisis over our crisis series. Um, so we've mm-hmm. spoken to people in our community about how they're coping with the pandemic. Um, we've understood how education has also been impacted and how people are impacted um, intersectionally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on today's show, we are wrapping up our In Times of Crisis series. Um, so the show is focused on moving forward, surviving and also thriving. Um, we have a very special guest, Dr. Michaela Pascoe, who will be giving us some great tips on um, moving through and forward um, with lockdown. Um, And we will also be chatting about our favorite bits from the series um, and what we're going to be doing moving forward um, in this pandemic. Um, So let's get to it, Lydia, I think. Um, So I sat down with Dr. Michaela Pascoe earlier this week to chat about some tips um, about coping and, and surviving lockdown. Let's have a listen. So Dr. Michaela Pascoe is a researcher of stress and mental health, all things super relevant to us during this time. We're lucky to be joined by her today to discuss the changes we're all experiencing and also to give us some valuable tips um, about making it through to the other side. Michaela, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, So let's start off with kind of talking about what changes we've all gone through during this time um, of lockdown and of being in a pandemic. Mm, Yeah, I mean, I guess there's many. And 
no two individuals are probably having the same experience but of course there's many things that we know are really important for the maintenance of our mental health and the promotion of our well-being that we're not able to engage with at the moment or we have limited engagement with Mm. so for example we're not able to be physically active maybe in the same way that we were before or we're not able to maintain our um, social relationships in the way that we were before so I guess there's a whole range of things um that are impacting us individually and on a community level as well. So, for example, Mm. we've had an introduction of a whole lot of new things and um, additional stresses such as learning to work from home or study from home and maybe juggling having your kids at home, um, schooling from home and a whole range of factors. So I Mm. guess what we're experiencing at the moment is a great deal of uncertainty. Yeah. And... um, a wide range of stressful events or various factors that can cause us a degree of distress or stress. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you spoke about, I guess, all of those new things that we're having to go through and experience, um, you know, working from home, um, having your children home while working, um, also kind of just moving to technology as well, Mm. um, which is a huge one. And what are some of the challenges that come with these new um, ways of doing things? Yeah, well, anything novel can be stressful. Mm. And, um, of course, stress serves a purpose. It serves a function. It's an adaptive function to help us survive. But we also know that um, when we have ongoing or recurrent stressful events, that it can contribute to the onset and the maintenance of mental illness or poor, poor mental health. So people may experience things like increased symptoms of depression or increased um, symptoms of anxiety, for example. Mm. And we know that it's really important to engage in various mental health promotion strategies when and where that we can in order to protect our well-being as much as we can at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I guess, you know, when we talk about, like, for example, working from home, being online, um, those other ramifications of, you know, extra screen time or um, kind of having a disconnect with with others or colleagues, um, not being able to see them physically. Can you speak to, um, I guess, the the impacts that that might have on somebody's um, mental health or well-being? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a a big thing is that it's getting in the way perhaps of our ability to connect with one another in the way that we're used to. And I guess the way that we've evolved to connect Mm. with one another, this is uh, even the way we're having this interview is um, new in terms of our way that we interact as individuals and as groups. So it does, although technology can be a wonderful way that we do connect with people, it is sort of, um, different and meaning that we can't necessarily pick up on some of the things that we ordinarily would if we were having these face-to-face engagements. There's also other things like it can have an increased impact in terms of the cognitive load. So, Mm. for example, during this Zoom interview, I've turned off my my self-view because it's Mm. very difficult, for example, not to look at yourself if you're in a meeting with somebody. And this is not something that we would usually do when we actually meet people face-to-face. We're not looking at mirrors of ourselves. So it is quite disorientating. But also we're trying to pay attention very much to these uh, gestures or body languages or various other things that we usually would be able to receive from individuals if we were having these sort of in-person interactions, which we're not able to receive virtually 
Yeah. So yeah. the attention required in order to um, try and pay attention to those uh, those gestures or those sort of nonverbal cues is is greater, and that can make us a little bit more tired and, and um, can be more taxing for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for our days. Absolutely, and I've heard people talk about Zoom fatigue and. You know, I I feel that completely. It's definitely, it takes a lot out of you trying to read those cues, as you were saying. Um, And also having to to look at yourself as well. I I better like try to figure out how to use that, like to take the self view um, off so I don't have to be looking at myself all the time. Because it it is quite confronting, but it's also something that we're so not used to, um, you know, in our daily lives, you know, before the pandemic for sure. Yeah, absolutely. if you're listening, um, you're listening to Soul Dive with Rashani, AD and Lydia on Live FM's Brimbank Live. Um, so we've spoken a little bit about the challenges um, and the new things we've had to get used to. Um, how can we combat these new ways of being? You've spoken about some of those, those things, um, you know, those tips that you have in terms of, um, you know, turning yourself you off um, and kind of taking time for yourself um how else can we kind of combat um these new ways of being Mm. yeah well there's various lifestyle um promotion strategies that we know are really important for our mental health and well-being and it can be really beneficial to try and spend some time to engage with these and try to commit to these where we can Mm. Um, the first one i think is a pretty obvious one to many people, which is getting good sleep. And this can be really difficult at the moment because we're not having the same sort of routines that we were having before. It's, it can be a little bit easier to just have our sleep routines fall apart. Mm. Um, but maintaining proper sleep and getting enough sleep at night is really important for our mental health and our well-being. Yeah. So trying to keep a routine, even perhaps if you don't have the need to have that routine, can be really helpful. Mm. Uh, another thing to think about can be nutrition so I know I uh, from time to time are certainly feeling the temptation to comfort eat my way (laughs) through (laughs) through lockdown (laughs) and it can feel really good at the time Um, but of course we also know that having a well-balanced diet that's really rich in vegetables and nutrients is really important for our well-being we know that certain um, factors are also important for our for our mental health, things like B vitamins, vitamin D. So, of course, getting out and walking mm. in the sunshine can be really helpful. But a lot of these things we get from our from our foods. Yeah. So trying when we can to avoid things like processed foods or, or foods that are high in saturated fats, refined carbohydrates that have been linked to, to poor mental health in previous mm. research can be really important. So thinking about having your diet contain lots of colors and and being really varied uh, and as much as possible trying to maintain a sort of healthy eating pattern or habit can be really beneficial for our mental health and our well-being yeah absolutely um and i know that you know because most of us are working from home um that kind of boundary and ability to switch off has been quite difficult for people. Um, How would you say, um, or, you know, like what would you say in giving tips to people in relation to boundary setting during this time? Yeah. Yeah. And that is a very difficult one. Um, And there are some things we can do behaviorally to help us enter and exit the work zone. Um, So one thing might be to consider getting dressed for work. So Mm. putting on your work clothes and at the end of the day, taking off those work clothes perhaps commuting to work. (laughs) So maybe that might mean 
having a work, having a walk at the end of your work day yeah. and breaking that up and mm-hmm. that being the um, the point at which you you say right my work day is over and mm-hmm. of course that also has the benefit of meaning that you're engaging in physical activity which we know is so crucial and important for the promotion of our mental health and our well-being and also gives us the ability to get outside and and breathe some fresh air and perhaps get some sunshine which we also know are really important Mm, yeah and we've been having some lovely summer days um or spring days rather um with beautiful sunshine so that would help any other kind of tips i mean you can even have something that to you could be a little token or a little symbol um it might be a piece of jewelry that you might put on while you're working and then take off at the end of the day it might be Mm -hmm. if you can using a separate computer so one computer that's your work computer that's not your home and your personal computer i understand that's not always possible for everybody having a particular space that's dedicated to work and that being your work environment. So if you can avoid bringing that into say your living space, your kitchen Mm. or your dining room, I know a lot of people are sitting at their dining room table and that's unavoidable, but if you can have another space, uh, by all means avoid working in your bedroom. Yes. Uh, A bedroom is not for working. It Mm. is a place of of rest and um, recuperation. And just uh, building in ways to try and signify the end of that day. So, for Mm. example, as I was saying, it could be changing your clothes, it could be going for a walk, it could be having a shower, but just doing something that is the the very... um, the the routine behavior that you do that says now my work day is complete and finished because otherwise of course it can be very easy to just think oh i'll just keep working a little bit and and those lines become more and more blurred yeah and of course that's not that's not good for our well-being we need to have time to rest we need to have time to maintain our relationships we need to have time to to focus on the other parts of our lives as well Mm, absolutely um and you know speaking of kind of taking that time um for others and, and for relaxing um also taking time for ourselves. Um, I know that mindfulness is really important um, and it's also something a lot of people struggle with um, to do in terms of mindfulness exercises. Um, Tell us a bit about why mindfulness is important and perhaps why some people do struggle with um, those exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a whole lot of research that shows that um, practicing mindfulness is really beneficial for mental health, both for the promotion of mental health. So for example, if we're just going about our days and, and, we feel maybe our our well-being slipping a little bit it can Mm. be a really good um, health promotion strategy but also for the treatment of mental illness if somebody for example is experiencing depression or anxiety it can be a really effective treatment intervention so its efficacy is um, pretty wide reaching across Mm. a whole uh, range of people and populations and we know that it results in changes in brain function and also changes in brain structure that are really important to the regulation of mood and emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's quite a lot of research supporting the importance and efficacy of it. But with any new thing, um, starting something can be difficult. Yeah. And often if people sit down and think, okay, I might try and meditate for half an hour, that can be a really big mountain. So we know that it's really important to start small. One of the biggest things that determines whether somebody will actually engage with something new is this sense of self-efficacy, which essentially means their belief about whether they're able to successfully do something or not. Mm. And if we set ourselves really big goals, then yeah. it can be really hard <laughs> to feel like we can achieve those. So it's really important to set ourselves small, achievable goals and to build up from those. 
Mm. So there's various apps that are available, um, like Headspace, for example, yeah. Smiling Mind, and they have free content at the moment um, as well because of the COVID pandemic that will offer things like two-minute meditations. Mm. And so while somebody may feel that they are not able to sit down and by themselves without any support or guidance try and meditate, mm. they might be able to get an app on their phone and follow a guided meditation for two minutes that maybe just focuses on on taking them through some breathing exercises. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know that um, I'm definitely one of those people that kind of set those big goals and then try to sit down and I'm like, oh, no, can't do this. Um, but yeah, that's a really helpful tip, you know, kind of setting smaller goals um, and that self-efficacy coming in um, for sure. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, VU11s, which is um, an online initiative going on at the moment, um, you know, and your involvement in it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, the VU Levensys program is um, an initiative developed by Alex Parker and um, delivered in collaboration in conjunction with a whole range of um, academics at VU, including myself. And essentially it's an intervention to, or an initiative to deliver micro-interventions, daily micro-interventions for the promotion of mental health. So these are based around the six lifestyle areas for, for health promotion. And these six areas we've spoken a little bit about today, um, sleep, nutrition, uh, social connectedness, exercise, mm. stress management, and avoiding risky substance use. Yeah. And we're trying to make these bite size. So the sort of 15 minutes maximum in terms of the duration. Mm -hmm. And they offer practical skills that people can uh, try to engage with it within their day. Now, of course, this is an opt in sort of um, initiative. So people can uh, maybe attend once a week, maybe mm -hmm. attend every day, maybe attend once every two weeks. It's also something that um, more recently has been rolled out into the community. So there is a Facebook, uh, sorry, a YouTube channel. And on that YouTube channel is a whole range of videos that cover things like engagement with um, or alcohol consumption and engagement mm. with substances or uh, managing meetings and time management yeah. <laughs> or uh, ways to stay connected. There's mm. lots of things like um, guided meditations there, for example, to help people um, manage their stress and just sort of promote their well-being. Yeah. So it's an initiative that's been running for, I want to say, 20 weeks now. Wow. And of course, when we initially started, we never thought that it would go <laughs> quite so long. Yeah. But I guess everybody, you know, we all were optimistic that we'd be in and out in a few weeks <laughs> and back to yeah. normal. Yeah. And of course, that's, um, you know, that's not how, how it's panned out. But it does mean that there is something there that's available, particularly now during lockdown. And mm. we do have some weeks of lockdown ahead of us. So it's a way to be able to engage in something in your home, something that you can engage with, with the people who live with you. Uh, and they're just sort of these bite-sized micro-interventions to help promote mental health and well-being. Mm, I love that. Um, that. It's super important and it's really great that I guess the team have kind of put that together um, for the community as well um, and having them um, be able to access that for sure. Um, to wrap this interview up, um, normally we ask our guests um, one thing that they're grateful for. Um, so, Michaela, what is one thing, particularly um, during this pandemic, that you are grateful for? Uh, I think that's got to be the sunshine that we've had because mm. that's made such a big difference to me being able to go out each day and go for a walk and um, even in those winter cold days just to have blue skies and sunshine and um, trees in my environment. So I think yeah. it's, and I would, yeah, absolutely 
um, encourage everybody to to try and get outside as much as possible and move their bodies as much as possible. Mm, absolutely. Um, do you want to kind of plug the the V11Z's YouTube um, channel um, for the people listening? If you can, <laughs> sure thing. Well, I don't want to give you a lengthy URL, <laughs> um, but I will tell you that if you go to YouTube mm-hmm. and you type in VU11Z's. Mm-hmm. And 11s is spelled, yes, that's right. 11s is spelled um, like the number, but then S-E-S on the end. Beautiful, excellent. Or just Um, 11s. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the name inspo, Paddington Bear vibe, very cute, very whimsical. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was um, Alex's idea. <laughs> I love that. Um, so everybody, please check out um, the YouTube channel of vu 11 Um Michaela, thank you so, so much for joining us and giving us um, your wisdom and, and some great tips um, that we can all use during this pandemic. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. You're listening to Soul Dive with Rashani, Lydia and AD on Live FM's Brimbank Live. Wow, what an interview. Um, mm. Michaela is incredible. She's so, so great. Um, Lydia, what did you think of um, that interview and the tips that Michaela has given us? Yeah, I think it was really complimentary to what we've been discussing over the last few weeks and in particular with our conversation with the coloured therapist last week. Mm. I really liked how she emphasised that no two people are having the same experience, which is very true. And I also liked how she said, um, you know, anything novel, um, mm. anything new can serves a function. Like when you're, you know, um, putting, to, putting to practice a new skill or, yeah. or, you know, a little bit of stress. I think it was stress. Yeah, she stress. Said can serve. Yeah. But she said, you know, when it's reoccurring and it's ongoing, that can lead to like mental health problems mm. and contribute to like heightened depression and anxiety. And I think that, yeah, absolutely. I think that's what we're seeing is happening. And I think that, you know, we touched on that in, in a different way last week with the colored therapist. So I, th- yeah. I really like this interview. It was a really good way to kind of wrap up this series. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's really, you know, when she was talking about all the things that we can be doing and just talking about mm. sleep um, and nutrition, those are such simple things that sometimes we take for granted and we don't think that they mean much, but, but they really do. Um, they do. Yeah. So, and I guess, uh, you know, during that interview, I felt like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I need to change. Like I, was, I felt a bit cold out because I'm like I'm not eating right I'm not sleeping right she she did mention vegetables and I liked how she said like you're right actually the small things really are big things when it comes to our psychological Mm. our psyche and so she was talking about um you know putting on an outfit as if you're going to work and keeping that outfit on for the duration that you're working at home and then taking it off and I think yeah that makes a lot of sense because if you kind of hang around in your pajamas all day then it's just going to feel like one yes like a day of just chilling chilling yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's hard to like get into that mode so yeah I I think she she provided some really good tips that we can all um Mm. use yeah absolutely um I think for me definitely that's one thing that I do I always make sure like I have a full face of makeup on just to get me in the mood of like okay Mm. you you know you're not at home you're not chilling like you need to like get on it um honestly yeah. let's be honest you do it for some selfies too yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's always good to have a big face ready <laughs> just ready in case anything. you wanna <laughs> <laughs> if the lighting is good <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, i love that <laughs> um but yeah just um some really great tips um and we're super thankful and mm. you know to the people listening 
you know, check out VU11Zs. They've got some really great, um, you know, short clips and videos um, and it's accessible and it's free um, to the community. Um, and yeah, super, super helpful. Um, and we're really grateful for Michaela um, yeah. and her gracing us with her presence. Yeah. Um, we are going to head to a break now. Um, we will be back. You are listening to Soul Dive with Roshani, Lydia and AD on Live FM's Brimank Live. You're back with Soul Dive um, with Roshani, Lydia and AD, um, but it's just myself and Lydia today um, on Live FM's Brimank Live. Um, so we have spoken to um, Dr. Michaela Pascoe. Um, she's given us some great tips. Um, and given us ways of coping during this time. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Lydia, what are your kind of go-to ways of um, self-care and, and coping? Um, okay. I think one thing that I've really picked up over this COVID period is mm-hmm. cooking for myself. I think yes, with I my it. previous, yeah, my previous lifestyle was very much like on the go, always in and out of the house. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have a schedule because you know that uni lifestyle, yeah, yeah. casual lifestyle that's <laughs> just so up and down. And so what I found is I was eating a lot of like um, takeout food. I was just eating when I could. Yeah. And it, yeah, honestly, I've really I really enjoyed being able to just eat home cooked food Mm. or food that I've prepared. Um, That's a self care because I feel like I just feel a lot better eating, you know, yeah. Yeah. And being more intentional about my diet basically. And then a walk, like I have to walk and I'm Mm. I'm blessed to have a really beautiful park um, literally across the road from my house. Yeah. And it has a really nice duck pond and like a, yeah, it's really cute. Um, And yeah, I just, the park is definitely a little sanctuary and it has mm-hmm. been for this period of time. Um, they're the two main things like adjusting my diet. I'm actually cooking. I think there's a newfound appreciation for food when you cook it and yes. you down and eat it. And yeah. then, um, and then the walk, which really helps me clear my, my mind and mm-hmm. just, yeah, yeah, refresh myself. That's what I can think of off the top of my head. What about you? Mm-hmm. For me, definitely cooking and baking. Those two things are like, my go-to things for self-care um mm. and also like two of my favorite hobbies as well but um oh, as you were saying nice. like it's just kind of um being in that space and cooking and like it's kind of like a really tranquil um space mm. and it's quite a therapeutic thing to to cook something or bake something um yeah. you know I pop the tunes on and, and yeah like, it's something you can do with other people as well um but it's also something I love doing on my own um too yeah. and and then at the end you get to eat like a really yeah actually let's talk about this because i want to know what like what do you cook do you cook um you know like traditional food or Mm. so i try to like i love variety so like i always have to eat like different things all the time so like Mm. i love my pastas but i love my Mm. curries i love my roasts Mm. um but you know like it's a great thing and i love it because like cooking is like my go-to thing to feel um, at peace but it's also we have this thing called like procrastinate baking where it's like you've got a lot of work but you use cooking and baking as a way to procrastinate right. um, so it's like a double-edged sword but um yeah I love cooking like a whole bunch of different things and baking I can't bake if I'm being honest I literally can't <laughs> bake that's something that I'm yet to get better at like I tried to make scones which is right, one of my yeah. favorite one of my favorite desserts mm. is scones with like jam and cream yes. but I failed I actually failed how can you like how do you fail how I do feel like making scones? yeah I feel like with baking it's like you can have a recipe but sometimes it's like the technique of like getting it right yeah um 
and like I used to be like a terrible baker but I feel like over time when you just like practice recipes and cakes mm. and stuff they can be so like difficult at times mm. like, right? but um yeah keep at it I feel like <laughs> yeah I'm gonna improve the baking side of things but I um, get those scones right <laughs> yeah I love scones so much um no yeah what about other self-care habits like mm. I um, yeah oh I was gonna say like even you know because we aren't really connected to our friends for me like mm. self-care is also just like getting onto FaceTime and having a chat to True. to my friends you know before it was like going out and seeing them but I guess now we've had to find new ways of like connecting um mm. wh- what about you like how have you connected with how did I miss friends that, during that this was time? a really important self-care <laughs> one that I, sh- I should have known because I'm a really social being so I really mm. need that um interaction even though it's online for the moment but yeah definitely FaceTime calls um not I'm not so much of a messenger like I'm not mm-hmm. huge on texting mm-hmm. um I like to just be on the phone or on FaceTime yeah. um and I've also, you know, we can only kind of um, hang out with a friend that's within our five kilometer radius. So do you yeah. have any friends within yours? I have literally two and mm. I've held so tightly onto them. Like, hey, let's go and get our coffee. Yeah. Let's go and walk. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel Ilya and Sammy Obama. Um, <laughs> they put up with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, like... I've got friends that are like just nudging like over five K's um, in and around, but I do have, um, you know, when don't say it, <laughs> oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, but I, I mean, those are the friends that I don't um, like. We're oh, just you not don't gonna, Yeah. 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 Lydia was I about see. to say me. She's like, no, don't, <laughs> don't incriminate yourself, girl. Don't do it. <laughs> Um, yeah. But um, I do have one friend who is just within the five K's. Um, okay. But yeah, so like we're kind of, you know, going on walks and things like that, which is, which is nice. Um, But it's also good because you kind of go back to the simple things um, with your friends. Like for me, Mm. like even connecting in and having like movie night with my friends and like doing Mm. Netflix parties and just like talking and walking, like those are all Mm. simple things that sometimes like before we had to go out and do these big extravagant things um, yeah. when we were chilling out. But now it's kind of like, oh, like we're just chatting. Um, and I think that that's really nice. It kind of like goes yeah. back to the roots of like your friendships as well, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, definitely. There's not much room for sort of um, superficial friendships in this period, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so you kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know who your real ones are and, yeah. and it's good. You realize you don't need that many friends because I think in the real world we interact with so many people which Mm. is great but I think you know ultimately having like a few quality friends and people in your corner is really important and that's yeah yeah absolutely yeah um COVID's really exposing the I guess like yeah those good quality friends um absolutely which is always lovely yeah Yeah. um but you know and I, I think that like these ways of like coping and dealing and connecting with people are really important um, not just to get us through this lockdown period, but also to take with mm-hmm. us um, in, I guess, the new normal that we're hopefully going to be moving into um, mm-hmm. and being able to just, you know, connect and chill with friends on a, a different level. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's quite nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, we are going to take a quick break right now. Um, and when we come back, we'll be wrapping up our crisis series and we're going to be talking about best bits and chatting about um, our COVID stories um, and what we are hoping to do with the rest of lockdown um, and post lockdown as well. You are listening to Soul Dive with Rashani and Lydia 
and Edie, who is not here, on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Welcome back to Soul Dive with Roshani, Lydia and AD. It's just myself and Lydia here today. Um, we have had a great couple of, um, of shows looking at COVID and looking at all things crisis. Um, and today we are wrapping up um, this series um, and we are kind of going to look back and, and have a kind of um, chat about our favorite bits um, from these last couple of shows. Um, so Lydia, what has been your favorite moment from um, these last couple of shows talking all things crisis? Mm. Favorite moment? Well, that's a tough one, I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Um, I'm going to be honest though and say that I just really enjoyed our interview with the colored therapist. I yeah. think, you know, it was really good to put... Um, those those sorts of issues that come like and that are understood really intuitively, mm-hmm. um, such as mental health, just put it into those kind of terms and hear it from a professional and for her to destigmatize the whole idea of it and to also kind of you know educate us on on the intersections, which I found really interesting um, because as Michaela said, you know, no two people are having the same experience. Ultimately, yeah. what I loved is the fact that each of our shows just complemented each other so nicely. Like mm. we started off by hearing from, you know, a bunch of people and that was very candid. They were just sharing yeah. like their experiences and what COVID looks like for them. So that kind of painted that picture that, you know, COVID yeah. does look different for everyone. And then we kind of followed that up with some real knowledge and insight Um like yeah um Mm. and it was really good I really I really I've enjoyed this series as a whole I don't necessarily have a a full-on favorite but I would say (laughs) yeah but I would say maybe just just by a bit it would be last week's episode (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um last week's episode and that conversation with the color therapist was um Mm. so insightful and and so great um you know but yeah as you said we've had like a different couple of of insights and shows that have really highlighted the ways in which people um, have been impacted, but impacted so differently. I, mm. you know, absolutely love that, that first episode. I'm um, chatting to, to people in the community and just getting to know how people are, you know, affected and mm. the different ways in which they are and the different boats that people um, are in as, you know, um, the color therapist was, was saying, you know, yeah. yeah. And I think that that analogy is so great because, you know, we, yeah. we saw that in the first episode um, and we had so many different people, people who are still working, people who are studying, people who, um, you know, have just finished graduating and mm. are trying to look for work during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really great. And I, I loved our education episode as well, I must say. Um, you know, having a chat to um, students and, and teachers and being yeah, able to that was understand, really, you yeah. know, the, the impacts that, that it's had on education. Yeah, um, actually, when you say that, it reminds me of how funny Sasha and Sonia's interview oh, was. Yes. Oh, they are so the funniest, good. coolest mothers out there, I swear. Shout I out to it. Sonia and Sasha for real. They're on at 12 p.m. later today, guys. Yeah. Um, honestly, their energy is unmatched. And like, I, I don't know how many years younger we are, but sometimes I'm like, who, wait, who, who's the younger one? Like, who's know, the more right? youthful one? They're amazing. Yeah. We love them. They they have got so much energy. They're so, so funny. Um, we really have to get them back on, on the show. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Cool. They yeah. say they, they're going crazy with homeschooling, but I know you guys love it. I know you love it. You low key love it. <laughs> love it. 
<laughs> but yeah, like that, um, I mean, that in itself and all, all the kind of um, struggles and, um, you know, the different ways that people are impacted mm. doing homeschooling um, and teaching from home as well. And then we heard from Gracious, who was a year 12 student, um, you know, they're coming to the thick of it at the moment, um, mm. you know, in year 12 with BCE. Um, shout wow. out to any year 12s listening. Um, Definitely. You know, it, it's kind of been a whirlwind of emotions um and experiences for a whole mm. bunch of people um and I liked how we kind of close it up with having the color therapist on and having um Michaela on as well mm. um on today's episode to really help us um understand what's going on and then give us practical skills to get through it um as well yeah um I think that you know this series has really highlighted uh what we've been going through for the last couple of months um and I think that it was it was a really good series to kind of start off um, yeah definitely very real very very relatable and I think the overall theme is that you know people are really having to adjust in some really crazy ways um, over this year and when I think about that year 12 student like props to her because I remember how stressed I was just being a year 12 student without the stress of coronavirus so shout out to all the year 12 students who are enduring this period um it isn't the end of the world i think Mm. i think you like it's very much framed in that way um not necessarily intentionally but i think um it would be good to just let them know that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel there's there are alternative um, pathways to whatever you want to do and i think a lot of people understood that truly um whilst in year 12 it would have relieved some of the stress Mm. for me at least Um, yes Yeah. yeah I think that um, year 12 is like, I always look back at year 12 um, and I'm like, that was actually the hardest year of my life. Like I've gone through honors years. I've gone through like, I'm doing my PhD right now, but I'm like, nothing was harder than that year of of doing year 12. Um, So yeah, I can only imagine like um, how they must be feeling with the pandemic and the pressures on top of this and doing online schooling and then going back to physical school and then having to go back to online learning. Like, oh my goodness. Um, but why yeah. do you think it was real quick? Like, why do you think mm. it was the hardest? Because obviously you're doing a PhD now yeah. and you've said that quite like confidently, like year 12 was by far the yeah. hardest. So what is it about year 12? Because mm. I think that for me, like, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, well, you're doing your doctorate right now. So like that must mm. be harder. And I think that like your doctorate's over a couple of years. It's more of a marathon. Whereas like year 12 mm. is like a sprint. Like you've mm. got so many things to do in one year. You've got so many subjects to focus on, um, you know, all these assessments, all these sacks. Yeah. Um, it's just like all piled into this one year. And, you know, it's also the pressure of people saying like, this is your final year of school and, yeah. you know, you're going to get this like score at the end of it. And it's kind of like do or die. And I think yes. it's like all of that, just compiled into one thing and it's also like a a turning point for you as a person because you're now going into this world and you're deciding what you want to do with your life I feel like all of that pressure like oh wow that's so true really well said yeah I think I really relate to that because and by by you know by the time you get to your doctorate you've exercised that sort of muscle of like studying Mm. you figured out your sort of study patterns but I think you have to learn a lot and figure out a lot in in year 11 going into year 12 and then exercise that in year 12 so wow 
True that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for the year 12 students that are listening, I know that um, because mm. of the pandemic, there are a lot of um, programs out there for unis next year that are really helping um, bridge that gap and helping um, to get year 12 students into university next nice. year with like, um, yeah, like programs that, that, that are linked to schools um, mm. and making sure that, you know, year 12 students are not too stressed with their exams. And there are also programs where you can like get a place at uni before doing your exams as well. Um, so I think that there are heaps of options out there and I definitely would encourage um, year 12 students or anyone who's um, interested in, in going into uni, um, especially mm-hmm. next year after this pandemic. Um, I, I think it's weird because I'm acting like it's going to be over next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you know, it, it hopefully um, will be out and about um, a little yeah. more than now and you'll be able yeah. to, you know, get into a course that, that you really love um, or that you're interested in. Definitely. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to head to a quick break um, and then we're going to come back um, and chat about our COVID stories and talk about what we are looking forward to. Um, you're listening to Soul Dive with Lydia Roshani and AD on Live FM's Bank Live. Welcome back to Soul Dive with Roshani, AD and Lydia. Um, it's just myself and Lydia this morning. Um, and we are kind of ready to wrap up our um, COVID in times of crisis series. Mm-hmm. Um, to wrap us up, though, uh, I want to kind of um, gain in, in, in like an insight into, you know, what our COVID stories have been. Um, so Lydia, what, um, what kind of things have you done during this time that you're super proud of? Um, and maybe some goals, um, that you have kind of looking forward, um, mm-hmm. during lockdown and, and hopefully post lockdown. Yeah. I think in a really broad sense, I'm really proud of, um, my, um, sort of ability, ability to have created new habits in this mm-hmm. period and healthy habits. I think that, um, I was kind of putting a lot of things off during, yeah. Um, while life was kind of moving the way it was. And I was kind of neglecting certain things that I actually really value, like I was saying, my health. And Mm -hmm. um, so now I feel like I just have a much more productive sort of like way of doing things. And um, I think, you know, we've obviously spent so much time in, in, in COVID, like in this lockdown that I've been able to kind of cement these habits. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're now sustainable beyond um, this quarantine. Um, so I'm really happy about that. I also think naturally just just the very fact that we, you know, function in this sort of space, which is very mm. much concerned around social justice issues and whatnot. There's been a lot happening, you know, there's been a lot to comment on. There's been a lot to um, participate in in terms of programs and conversations. Mm. And so I I've, I've felt very um very stimulated in this period mm. and I, I recognize that that's not the same case for a lot of people just based off what they were doing um you know in particular people in the entertainment industry like yeah I know my older sister she's an artist she's a singer mm. and she can't get into a studio so that's really yeah. frustrating for her whereas for me it's all about working from wherever I am just mm. kind of you know reading speaking and just using my mind so um I haven't felt limited which is really cool and I've, if anything I think I've become a lot busier in this regard. I mean, uni was always there, but Mm. with these sorts of conversations and all of this media stuff, it's really picked up over this period. So um, I feel really good. I feel like, like I said, really stimulated in this period. And as for goals moving forward, 
my focus is to really continue to develop myself um, in this space and to kind of learn as much as I can. There's so much content, like, sorry, there's so much to learn when it comes to content creating and there'll always be because, you know. Things are always changing. It's always changing. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, I think stimulation is a big word and that's been a theme over, over the last Mm. four or five months. And I'm grateful because, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really grateful. And I think, like I said, the habits that I've kind of adopted, I'm going to continue to yeah. beyond this period. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. I'm definitely happy and That's feeling good. blessed. And yeah. let's add, um, like perfecting scones to that list of oh, um, goals. That should be, yeah, that should be a goal of mine. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll get you your that. scones. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, in terms of the things that I've done during this time, and as you said, like I totally relate to that, the fact that I feel like I've worked um, a lot more in this, you know, during this year than I think mm. I have, you know, before, like the the projects that have come up um, and the opportunities, especially, you know, you know, online and, and doing all these cool creative things. Um, you know, so I've definitely, I'm proud of like the, the work that I've done, the opportunities that I've been fortunate enough to have um, and jump on those as well. Um, for me, goals for the rest of lockdown um, is definitely to kind of take it a lot slower. And, and as you said, kind mm-hmm. of develop those really, um, those great habits um, and especially kind of just like, yeah, taking it slow and being like more kinder and gentle to myself. I think that that's um, things that I definitely want to work on after this kind of crazy big busy year Mm. um but yeah I think that you know that those two things are are, are things that I've done like the busyness and I think that I want to take the rest of this year to to really slow down and I think that we've all been given you know 2020 has given us this rare unique opportunity to have everything stop like when does that really ever happen in life where you know you actually get time to to focus on these things so I think you know I'm a couple of months in so I should probably develop some really good habits um maybe get my sleep routine working well see Um, that one's probably where we've all kind of dropped off a little bit you know yeah yeah I mean like I don't mean to call us out but like how many hours of sleep do you get Lydia like in total oh this is a good question Ralph is looking at me funny, the producer, <laughs> because he knows I always email him at funny hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm a uni student, so the way I work is like when I'm writing a paper, for example, I love it when the house is just quiet. I really mm. just, and also it's not even that the house is quiet, it's actually the world is yeah. sleeping in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I find it really easy to just like focus in on yep. my paper. Um, you know, I actually sleep a lot though. Like I don't compromise sleep for the most part. There might be one or two, three days in the month, but yeah. I do get eight hours of sleep. Sometimes sometimes a little less, but sometimes right. even a bit more. Yes. So oh, that cool. averages out to eight hours right. and so I'm, I'm chilling. What about you? <laughs> um, well, um, I probably like on a good day, maybe like four or five. I think it's... Okay. it's um, on a good day? Yeah, <laughs> sure. look, I know I'm terrible. As I said, I'm going to use the rest of this year to like <laughs> to fix it all up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a mixture of you know being super busy, uh, mm. um, and having like all these things I need to do, um, and also kind of just like my mind not 
wanting to go to bed because I'm thinking right. about, like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. Um, so yeah. I think that those tips from Michaela about being mindful um, yeah. has definitely, you know, resonated with me and I probably need to jump on those things um, and yeah. go to bed earlier and kind of, yeah, just. I think of- that's the thing with you. I think I have the luxury of sleeping in on most days. Yeah. So regardless of what time I go to sleep, I can actually sleep in, you know, mm-hmm. till 11 yeah. o'clock, yeah. whatever it is. But for you, I think because of the teaching and all the yeah. things that you have going on, you have to be up. I've got to so, get up, yeah. Yeah, add that to your goal list. More sleep, yeah. more sleep, <laughs> more sleep. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. I think that it's really good to, I guess, set, those goals as well um yeah so we kind of have a plan of what we want to do um and how we're going to use this time and and be productive with our time but in the same sense you know um i guess things aren't measured by your um, productivity either so i think it's just about doing things that are right for you in in the time and space that you have to do them for sure mm, listen um, to your body for sure for sure yeah um we have had a, a great um couple of episodes and series um and we are going to be back next week with i guess a whole new fresh take on a whole new fresh topic um i'd like to thank dr michaela pasco for being on the show today as well as um all of our incredible guests that we've had on this little series of in times of crisis um as i said next week we'll be back with a new fresh topic to sink our teeth into um and you do not want to miss it lydia thank you so much for a great show and we'll be back with ad next week i'm sure um and we'll catch you all next week um from eight to nine on brimank live on live fm we'll see you all then see you guys With thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM.